Welcome to the 64th edition of Make Pro Wrestling Majestic Again. I am Tiger Heights. And I am Peanut Gallery. Sorry, I um, I thought I did something wrong. But anyway, uh, we talked about the history of professional wrestling promotions and how they were tied into how we shape or how the wrestling industry is shaped now. Right. But let's now talk about the we're, cultural impact of it. Yeah, well... For, uh, more than less. Yeah, but we're really not... We're just going to go through the history. I don't I don't know... Uh, we're we're going to talk about... Well, my, mine, mine is going to be a cultural impact right. one as well because um, what I'm going to be talking about had a lot of impact within different realms like, other than like wrestling. what we do today... And why it's different than the territories yes. back then. So we're going to start off with your you going through uh, certain events. Yeah. And then how that has shaped professional wrestling promotions yes. so, uh, that we know today. So let's talk first. We kind of left off in the late 80s into the early 90s right before WCW left the NWA. Yep. Um so let's talk first about the the uh the impact of WCW leaving the NWA. Yeah, so here is the thing about that is that when W cuz WCW was not originally WCW. It was the right. original Jim Crockett promotion. Right. And when uh, Jim Crockett Promotions was going through their um, bankruptcy in the late 80s, 1988. That's when Ted Turner purchased right. the wrestling promotion. Now, that within of itself was huge because Ted Turner was the king of television at right. that time. And he was the he was also in a rivalry with Vince McMahon, which is why he bought that. Yep. The intention of that was to turn it into a national organization, which he did. Um, as a result... Uh, he obviously was no longer within the confines of the territory yeah. at the time. Because territories were already dying left and right. right. Um, Mr. Mc or Vince McMahon at that time was starting to spread the um, the wings there because in the late 80s, that was a rock and right. wrestling and promotion. Yeah. And Hogan, Savage, and everything were the biggest things Right, and we talked about some of the promotions that died as a result of the national expansion of WCW and WWF. But why did the NWA need to be restructured? I guess is is my question. Because of the buyout, it was okay. a di it was a direct association with the buyout okay. because a lot of the southern promotions as well wanted to leave the NWA. Right. Because, um, with the NWA, you basically had to pay them uh, to be a part of it. Right. To be a part of the organization. Uh, what the purpose was for that. I wasn't necessarily clear because each promotion got different things from their purchasing. Right. Uh, one of them was prestige. Another one was that they can use the NW name and licenses. Mm -hmm. But at that time, you had to pay for everything. I mean, right. even if you were the world champion like Ric Flair, you had to put down a $20,000 deposit to hold the like to possess the physical right. championship. Now, when you lost it, you got the money back, but it was a safety thing. Right. Uh, that really doesn't happen anymore because right. there's actual insurance for the physical object. Yeah. So that's not something that they do. Right. But uh, the organ is the reorganization happened in 1994, okay. and how they did that was they re-blobbed 
the, where the promotions okay. were going to be right. covering because when WCW left, that was a big, big promotion. I like that. They reblobbed everything. Yeah, they, they had to. Re- I mean, that's what they had to do. They, they had, had to restructure. They had yeah. to reblob it. And um, so they actually knocked out a couple of other territories that weren't doing as good at the time. Too. Okay. Um, because you also have to keep in mind of how big Jim Crockett promotions was to the structure of Southern NWA. Right, because they owned a bunch of different promotions, as we again right. saw. Georgia, Georgia Championship Wrestling, right. all of that fell within that property. So they had to, yeah, restructure or reblob right. everything to uh, structure that out in 1994. Okay. And this was really when the NWA did not have the prestige that it used right. to. But there were a couple of promotions of note, which I would like to talk about as well. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get to there when we get there because it, it, you're right. There are a lot of promotions that you did not quite cover. Right. Because, because they, became, they became more prominent after the 1993 reorganization. Right. Or the reblobbing. The reblob. So uh, WCW totally left the NWA as a property because they had Ted Turner money backing them, so why bother being with this dying organization? Right. So that's just kind of what happened there up until the five. This is a shot of the final show of Nitro. Right. This was when the bio happened in 2001. Right. But let's talk about the promotions that came between 1993 and 2000 that are still... Uh, relevant today like well i mean now if you're if you think of relevancy even if the promotion is not there there are still people who have fond memories and still live in that wcw never really had that nostalgia-esque bug right because there was a point in time when wcw was a joke right um ecw for instance is a promotion that People still remember fondly right. because they were very prominent. They looked like they were going somewhere. And then Heyman just decided to cut the legs out from right. underneath everybody who was working there. Right. So so between 1993 and 2000, NWA was kind of playing – with with these different independent yes. promotions. Yeah, um, they were going after smaller promotions as well, even smaller than what they had because the NWA, when they uh, first kind of came together in the 40s, they wanted to only work with the big promotions. Right. And it was um, it was from the big NWA to the big promotions, big promotions, and then they like spidered out right. into like the smaller promotions within those territories. So, uh, for instance, Peanut Gallery and I are from Colorado. So the AWA was the big prominent one, but they weren't the only game in town right. at the time. They, they, were, the they just had control of the blob. Right, they were they were the main blob. Right. So and if you wanted to work with the NWA, you had to work with the right. AWA. Right. So that started to not become a thing anymore because the NWA tried their best to – uh, stay relevant in some capacity. Right. And even with those smaller promotions, the NWA still had the NWA name. Right. It was a powerhouse within the world of wrestling. And they had the reputation. It's like if WWE decided to do something like that. It's right. good to have that mark of NWA um, back in the late 90s, early 2000s, right. despite it kind of hemorrhaging. Right. And even up until, you know, because the NWA never necessarily died. Mm. It, became, it came really close, but then 
they did another restructure. Right. And that was, um, well, there really wasn't a restructure of the NWA until 2012, 2013. In 2012, International Wrestling Corps LLC, a holding company in Houston, actually purchased the NWA. And they tried to do more of an aggressive standpoint to get pushed through. So, like, um, Championship from Hollywood mm-hmm. also announced that they left the NWA that same right. year. And that was another big hit yep. uh, because the, the Championship Wrestling from Hollywood was the big California promotion, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yes, so, it was. You know, there was a... There was that, and there, there was just a couple of other things. The NWA reestablished a relationship with New Japan yep. and uh, and uh, CMLL and all mm-hmm. of that, so they were still very internationally right. powerful, but they weren't just here. Right. In um, 2006, or yeah, 2016, the NWA signed a deal with uh, Championship Diamond, uh, Japanese Diamond Star Wrestling. They had a couple mm-hmm. different ones. So they continue to have a good working relationship outside of right. uh, the United States. Right, and and I know that, too, uh, NWA was uh, – they stopped uh, issuing new memberships, I believe, after – um, after 2012, is that is that correct as well? Yes. Okay. So, um, let's, I mean, I do want to talk about ECW because that is important. Oh yeah. Because um, that's actually one of the biggest promotions to come out of the NWA after the split from w, after WCW right. because, ended its because membership. ECW was always not Extreme Championship Wrestling. It was Eastern Championship Wrestling, and right. it was a very traditional. Smaller Philadelphia-based promotion mm-hmm. until Heyman kind of came in, took over the promotion, yep. and did something extremely different. I did not do that on purpose. That pun was not on purpose. That was that was totally <laughs> not intended. <laughs> it wasn't. So it, it just kind of fit nicely right. where he decided to have more of the hardcore backyard thing, right. and it worked. He understood that culture was grunge, and he really based his promotion yep. around that grunge, that backyard stuff, because backyard wrestling videos at that time, people were swapping tapes of that shit right. and doing that all the time. Yeah. So they just made it into a wrestling And promotion. it's a genre that still exists today, and actually— some, Begrudgingly. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not—never—I was never the biggest fan of the hardcore EC, wrestling. Yeah, ECW wasn't the only— Wrestling promotion, though, that came out of the NWA that did, um, that does extreme wrestling. Uh, CZW? Uh, no, there are some other ones as well. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. CZW right. was never a part of the NWA. Uh, Game Changer Wrestling? Nope. Nope? No, mm-hmm. not that. But, um, you know, let's talk about some, do you want to talk about some of the other promotions as well um, while we're on that, while we're on that subject? Uh, are we going to go into your part right yeah, we now? Are. Okay. Um, but I do want to talk about one other restructuring of the NWA, which we're still seeing today, and that was in 2017 when Billy Corgan purchased And And well, we can talk, properties. yeah, we can talk more about that because, because I mean, that, that, is, that is that another afterwards that we should discuss as well. So, right. I mean, the, the end result of the NWA being purchased by Corrigan was actually a huge benefit. Uh, they have a much different style, and actually the company is growing considerably um, to where they're actually working with other promotions, too. We saw it with Impact Wrestling. Um, I think uh, New Japan actually is working with them, too. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think it's a really good thing that the NWA is doing more of a promotional-based thing. They, they, they than... essentially became a wrestling promotion. Right, because the, here's the thing. The NWA was never a 
promotion. Right. It, it was, was always a governing entity. body. Right. It right. was an entity. And they still do consulting work uh, because especially in Japan, that was a big thing is that right. the NWA had consultants right. helping them promote. Right. So that's just kind of what happened with the NWA. But I think uh, especially with the buyouts, I mean, this was a huge significant thing in the world of wrestling at that time because this was really the – I mean – I'm not sure if you even can consider AEW competition to the WWE at this point. No. It, they're really not. No. I mean, the WCW really put WWE in a bad spot. Yeah. I don't think people realize how there, big there was, WCW was. There was some serious competition. Um, but do you want to take a quick break, and then uh, we can talk a little bit more about that going forward um, once I'm done talking about maybe some other yeah. promotions well, because that it, we yeah, have yeah. not Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. about. <laughs> so, uh, so when we come back, Peanut Gallery is going to drive the ship here on talking about other promotions that were from the NWA that kind of get there, and then we'll probably do like an open discussion yeah, after that. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, when we return, we're going to be doing that. Okay. All right, so we are back. Peanut Gallery, you gave me a bunch of promotions. I put them in an order that I thought made sense. Um, you did not give me numbers, so... Uh, let's go with the well, first. Well, let, me, I, let me know when you're I, ready. I did give you numbers. I don't know if they showed up. But anyways. They, they didn't actually. It was kind of annoying. Okay. So let's talk about Innovate. And I did hear yep. a little bit about Innovate. Yeah, Innovative Wrestling. Um, you know, you can call it. They, they went by a lot of different names. It also went by NWA Smoky Mountain and uh, Smoky Mountain Wrestling. So they're really, there are a lot of. of Wait, this was Smoky Mountain? Yeah, they're the same promotion. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I did not know that Innovate, um, Innovate, Innovate, yep. Innovate was a Smoky Mountain. Yeah, uh, it is. It was Smoky Mountain. Yes. Mm. Um, so, well, we all know what Smoky right. Mountain is. Um, yeah, and, and we'll talk about Smoky Mountain Wrestling as well. But Innovate, because in, it, it's very popular in Eastern, Ten Eastern Tennessee and Western North Carolina to have these independent wrestling promotions. And this was a big you, one, too. You could call this a wrestling promotion. <laughs> yeah, this was a this was a very deep rooted area. These these people really only played yep. around within that coastal Carolinas yep. and also Tennessee. Yeah. Uh I mean, this was a smaller one. Um Jerry Lawler's was obviously the big one in yep. Memphis, Memphis wrestling. So. Right. Um but you know, that that we, of course we talked they, about they last probably, time. They probably went to Kentucky too. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised because that because that was Cornette's promotion and Jim Cornette's from Louisville, I believe. Yeah. So I know he lives there now. Yeah. But. Um, let's talk about Ohio Valley. Okay, let's talk about OVW. So, Ohio Valley Wrestling, the wrestling school, famous wrestling school. For WWE for yep. a long time. And also a wrestling school for uh, for Impact Wrestling, yep. yeah. Um, but it actually was NWA Ohio Valley at one point, and it started out as an NWA promotion. Well, and I then, mean, I think we'll have that there. Uh, but I, I think right now Al Snow runs the OVW yes. properties, yep. and he, they still do stuff. Um and the funny thing is, they're not actually in. Are they still in Ohio? Yes, they are. Oh, they're in Kentucky. They're in Kentucky. Yeah, they're they're. Yeah, just... Ohio. Ohio Valley was never really in Ohio. No, it was, it was always, always in... it's always like in Kentucky. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, Jim, Jim Cornette had OVW for a very he long did. time. Did let's too. talk about another one that Jim Cornette was heavily involved in. That Smoky, was Smoky Mountain. Smoky Mountain Wrestling. The, yeah. the the one that's so synonymous with Jim Cornette yeah. is Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Yeah, and um, and like I said, they they're. Very popular in that area of the country, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but that's it's wrestling. Right. That's just um, the style. Right. And, um, here's the thing with this is that Smoky Mountain really brought a lot of great stars. Kane went through Smoky Mountain. Yeah. New Jack went through Smoky Mountain, 
and there was actually a match between Undertaker and Kane that we showed a long time ago um, from a Smoky Mountain wrestling mm -hmm. show. And the thing was that Smoky Mountain was also in direct conjunction with WWE right. 2, where Jim Cornette trained them here in Smoky Mountain as well. And yeah. then also, it was the place where injured superstars or superstars who had a lot of weight on them would go to Smoky Mountain to either lose the weight or get back into yep. in ring It's shape. very popular with um, very popular with older wrestlers yep. as well who are used to that style. Newer yep. wrestlers just coming in. Yeah, it's 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 still very popular in that region today. Is it, is it still going on? It's still happening. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> under different names and owners, but yeah, there's the 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 legacy is still there. Oh, um, another another one. I don't think I had a picture. For for this one, but in the in the deep south, there was also NWA Wildside, which you I you do you did have a picture. Okay, yeah, perfect. you did have NWA Wildside. So NWA Wildside to me is probably the most well known post uh, ECW NWA property because it's it's one of the more consistent ones, and hmm. it actually still uh, it actually uh, shut down in two thousand and five. So it was around for a long time, but it was one of the bigger promotions. When did it When did it start? Do you know? Uh, I think it was like nineteen ninety one or something like oh, okay. that. So, so it was right after WCW left. So I think it really helped to carry that name, and it was in Georgia. It was a Georgia based promotion. So obviously a lot of competition there with WCW. Yep. Yeah, mm, not yep. surprised. Um, let's talk about uh, NWA Midwest. I don't think I have another. I don't think, I don't I think you had the NWA. I don't one. think you had NWA Midwest. But NWA Midwest. I have, I have IWA Mid South. Yeah, uh, we're, we'll talk about IWA here in a minute. But I'll just, I'll just put up NWA. Midwest. But um, NWA Midwest is another group of companies that still exist. We talked about NWA Midwest when we talked about the Kansas City promotion. You remember where yeah. Crockett came in, wanted to attempt to build a third brand? That group of companies still exists. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Hmm. And it exists as NWA Midwest. And NWA Midwest is also um, a kind of a, a, a grouping of companies, of different independent wrestling companies. So it's almost like a small NWA. It is, it's yeah. Like a, it's, it's, it's a baby NWA. It is. Um, but let's talk about um, IWA Mid-South. The one that I just mentioned, yes. IWA Mid-South. Yeah, that one, uh, that's an Ian Rotten uh, promote. That's Ugh. an Ian Rotten group. <laughs> uh, this this is the infamous promotion that Ian Rotten is, like, ruining wrestling Yes. With. I think it's still... Is it not still going on? Or oh, it's he... it's still it's still going on, and this was the originator of a lot of the death matches that yeah. we see. Didn't S didn't Ian Rotten die? Is I, he dead? I, no, he's not. Not as far as I know. Um, you know, another one that the uh, and. IWA is uh, it's it's infamous. Let's put it that way. Well, no, there are two different IWAs. There is IWA, which I think would be a good one to talk about right now, and then IWA Mid South. Yes, because they, I think they are different. They're two totally different promotions. They they might be. I'm not a hundred percent. I think it was because Enron wanted to start a IWA, but the problem was that there was already an IWA. That's why they had to separate right. it out. Um, I'm not a hundred percent familiar right. with Enron and stuff because. Um, Grapple Vision kind of uh, mm -hmm. kind of got me away from that bullshit because yeah. Ian Run's disgusting, but um, and uh, you know, like like I said, there's uh, there's a, a couple of other ones that are pretty well known as well, um, but yeah, IWA is well known for their death matches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
let's see. Uh, we talked briefly about this last week, but there was NWA Florida, which was uh, remember when we talked about championship wrestling from Florida. Right. So this was the. Brand I don't. That, I don't think you. I don't think I, you gave I me have a picture. picture. But this became the championship wrestling from Florida, where you know the the other the brother wanted to start another promotion. Or right. He wanted to start championship wrestling from Florida, but couldn't because of the naming issue. Right. So it was Florida Championship Wrestling. So we kind of talked about that. Right. Yeah. We did. We we did. Mm-hmm. I, I think we did talk about that one. Maybe not so much so in depth, but that no. one is important. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It it and again, very small promotion, but it was still there, and obviously it took a name from a very well known former territory. Well, yeah. Here's the thing. A lot of these promotions, they may have more of an impact than you think. Um. Mm-hmm. Even even within that area i know smoky mountain despite of how big it was it, people still talk about it yeah it, even to this day and i think smoky mountain i think Cornette left it back in like 2002 yeah something like that so it's been almost 20 years and yeah. people still talk about smoky mountain yep um there was a one that i found interesting it was eccw and that was a uh that was a canadian based extreme championship wrestling it's, promotion it's so bad and yet amazing of course canada would have something so, so it, was, it was a canadian ecw <laughs> really I'm, I'm assuming it's extreme cha- canadian championship wrestling or yes, something like it that is. but it's it it falls along the same vein as ECW. Yeah, the, crazy, the craziest thing that they did was a leg drop to a grizzly bear. <laughs> well, um, if we're going to talk about yeah. ECW, let's talk about ECW. ECW. I mean, I don't think we really have to go too much into we that. We don't. Now, keep in mind, when ECW was in um, the NWA, it, it was, was not ECW that we right. know. It was, it, not was, it, was it was Eastern, Eastern Championship Wrestling. So that's why, like, if you look into the past of the former ECW World Champions, Jimmy Snuka is the first ECW World right. Champion. Not extreme, but Eastern. Right. So, um, And ECCW was really founded as a... As a uh, as a counter to it, I guess. Right, because keep in mind too that ECW, the you know the Extreme Championship Wrestling that we know and love, always worked around that upper coast. Yeah. So they always went to Michigan. They always went to Philadelphia. Obviously, I mean, there's an entire arena named after them. Right. Uh, New York. But there is one other one that I want to talk about in the Northeast, and uh, this is a good one here. And this is another one that really defines the era, and that is uh, NWA Cold Front. Or NWA Northeast. Now, obviously, NWA, I don't think you had a picture. I don't think I had a picture one. of it. But NWA Northeast was another grouping of promotions that existed in the northeastern United States and still functions as a mini governing body for Northeastern pro wrestling. Like for like the really small promotions, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Okay, yeah. Hmm. Um, let's talk about Empire Wrestling Federation, which uh, was founded. That's, that's ECF, right? Yeah. yeah. Now. Or EWF. EWF. Um, this one is actually still around. It's based in Los Angeles. Uh, it's also uh, associated with Hernandez's wrestling school. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're still training new wrestlers. It is very popular um, independent promotion throughout. Also, very, also um, Hernandez's school is quite popular. Yeah, too. it is. Um, but that was a former NWA promotion as well mm-hmm. um, and is still around. I knew, then, I, knew that, I knew that logo looked familiar. Yeah. And then obviously, uh, we have to go to Japan as well with uh, Pro Wrestling Zero One, which I didn't know was a part of the NWA. I did know that it was. It was at, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, Zero One was a part of that. Uh-huh. But they didn't come in until much later. <laughs> yeah, they came in very late. 
like yeah. I said, uh, the the global expansion that the um, NWA had is still very prominent. Mm-hmm. Well, it was at the time that it was still a governing body, not just a promotion. I'm sure. I'm sure there will be another day where we will see NWA people go to places like Japan and work in like pro wrestling, no, and DDT and shit. Right. But uh, yeah, zero one was part of um, the original NWA. Yeah. Um. But with with that being said. Um, you know, let's let's kind of go into the current state of affairs with pro wrestling promotion. So obviously, we saw this evolution to to the rise and fall of, of wrestling promotions and all the changes. Oh, that there went was through. one you didn't talk about that I oh. think um, we should talk about. Oh, because did I miss something? Is, yeah, cha- uh, change, uh, re- oh, championship wrestling from Hollywood. Yeah, this was one of the biggest ones, at least on you know in California. Yeah, and, it was, um, it was, and it was still around. And actually, this was different. This is different than the one that we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. This is the one that had the original. They were the original. Uh, I think this is one syndicated that, show. I think this is the one that Aaron Stevens still yes. runs. Is, yes, uh, it is Championship Wrestling yes. from Hollywood. So um, if you're familiar with it, yes, it used to be an NWA property, but now they have a partnership because NWA is a promotion now. Right. <laughs> well, and then obviously Aaron Stevens is a producer with the NWA, but uh-huh. this is where um, Nick Aldis started his big reign after defeating Tim Storm. Yeah. Was at a cha- Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Yep. And this was. Right after Billy Corgan announced that he has purchased all the licensing rights and shit with NWA, right. so and and on that note, I think then we should talk about the Billy Corgan era and and everything that has come after that within the pro wrestling. Obviously, landscape. obviously, we cover the NWA. I'm always very excited to see an NWA show because mm-hmm. they always it has a much different feeling than anything else. Yeah. I can see how. Uh, maybe the older wrestlers and the people who live in the South, because that's where the majority of them do their shows for the mm-hmm. NWA, is still very prominent. I mean, they go back to um, uh, the fairgrounds mm-hmm. for their anniversary shows. I think that's kind of where they're doing them now. Yeah. Um, I mean, I hope they come to Vegas at some point in time. I'm sure it's inevitable. Right. Uh, but, you know, the NWA is, I I think it's doing quite well for mm-hmm. themselves. They always get people talking. There's there's a niche for it. There is, and I think they're filling that quite well. And I, if and to me, it really fills the gap between these mainstream wrestling promotions and the indie promotions. Right, because they, they have a well. they have a lot of working relationships with the indie feds, and they really promote them too. Yes, they do. Um, the one example was oh god, what was it? It was that uh three. It was that four way tag team match at the last pay per view yeah. at the pre show was that they promoted where these teams were coming from and where they wrestled and all this information. And it's like, that's what the NWA needs to do. Go with some, maybe some of the local talent. Maybe um, if you're going to a show in, let's just say Denver, have maybe some people from the Rocky Mountain Wrestling School wrestle on the NWA show, promote it a little bit. And I think that's the direction that the NWA wants to do. Right. So I'm I'm I like it. I'm very excited yeah. for the NWA and what um, they're doing. But you know, in general, talking. I mean, we we can talk all day long and have its own episode on the current affair of professional wrestling. And right. It really, I think we did a really good deep dive into how professional wrestling has evolved from. Uh, the the local federations, the 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 syndicated television deals, and and now that it is global, now that cable television has spread throughout the United States and, and, and the rest and, of the uh, world, and and the adjunct of the internet, right. where people can stream wrestling from yep. anywhere, they can. 
I mean, there are there wrestling promotions who strictly have their shows broadcasted on Twitch for God's right. sake. Right. Um, House of Hardcore, for yeah. instance. And, you know, that kind of stuff is really helping the indie feds. But the thing is that they have to take that responsibility and the full right to really understand of how big of an opportunity, right. um, you know, internet and internet wrestling, the internet wrestling community, unfortunately, um, is to the survival of their promotion. Exactly. And working with, you know, the current state of the NWA, you get a double dosage. You get right. a wrestling promotion that is constantly doing shows mm -hmm. and then also with the prestige of oh we're going to be working with the nwa mm -hmm. and that's still a brand that has credibility right. and i i think that the death of you know the the governing body was inevitable oh yeah absolutely um i can see where I mean, you can you can re-blob as much as you right. want but at the end of the day wwe is always going to have the money Right, and now with AEW and Impact Wrestling, and, and, and there's, w, there's NWA, a lot of there's a lot of of companies that just have a reach. This is the United States, right? And the thing is, with the NWA, you're right; they have a niche that they have carved out that nostalgia bug, mm -hmm. where maybe you don't you want to have that big experience with maybe some guys that you've seen in the right. past but not spend $800 you spend $60 go to an NWA show right. you see all the people you see what they're doing with it and then you continue to move on right so i think the NWA doesn't want to compete no. i think they're just like i can't, we just kind of want to do our own thing right. and i think it's great yeah and and you know again it's it was about the territory for for the longest time it was about what city you were based out right at the time a governing body was necessary right. for the survival of professional wrestling it, but now it just really right. doesn't have to be right. it's not necessary and and we can talk about you know well now the company has more control over the wrestlers um, you know, and and I can see where maybe some form of, of of overarching governing body might have been, you know, might be useful today, but just not to control championships, right. to control rosters, to to have those things. Um, you know, maybe something along the lines of a union to give wrestlers more power would be where a governing body could come into play. Like right. it does MMA and, and mixed martial arts. You do have a governing body for mixed martial arts to establish rules to make sure that well, they're they, well, following the parameters which is, um, that which wrestling... Is a, which is a us USA? Yeah, no, it's... USADA. It was yeah. it's USADA. They do that for USADA. Yeah. Um... The, the thing is with professional wrestling is that it's hard to really tell what it is. Now, right. um, some wrestlers went through the Shakespearean Guild and right. had some sort of insurance with that. Rick Rude and Jesse Ventura did that. Mm -hmm. But I'm not, I'm not sure if that – I'm not. Right. I, th I think wrestlers need to talk with them to sort of kind of get a thing because the Shakespearean Guild is the protection for actors. Right, and, and entertainers. They, and entertainers. Right professional wrestling is As that entertainment yeah and and that's where i see some it's, it's form. a weird line it's right. like what are professional wrestlers and i think that's why it's so hard for a union or representation to get because it's hard to really classify what they are right they're athletes but they're also entertainers right like it's such a weird line it is but that's the only merit where i would see some form of governing body being being useful oh absolutely um but you know again 
it, it's just the sign of the times. Yep. It, it's, you know, it was inevitable that the death of the territory was going to come. Yep. And we saw how promoters used territorial systems to establish dominance, to buy out other promotions, to merge together. And, and I think that we went through the litany of <laughs> what different promotions have become and what they are. Do I see it coming back? No, no. there's, there's no reason for it to ever the, the come only, back. The only time that I could visibly see like a governing body come back is if the WWE dies, right. because that would be, because WWE is the cause to and would be the solution of the the death of the NWA right. as as the governing property. Right. NWA never really died. It never shut its doors. No. It like whittled into very smaller territories, right. but at the end of the day, the NWA as a wrestling property never officially died. Right. And with Billy Corgan having it, I don't think it's going to no, right not anytime now. soon. I mean, it's it's one hundred percent a solvent company. Like right. they pay for themselves. So Corgan investing what he did was a good idea. Right. Um. But we'll see what happens in the yeah. future. I guess. Yeah, and, and that's that's the story of professional wrestling so, in the United States. <laughs> when we come back next week, we're going to be talking about Ring of Honor's death before this yeah, honor. Yeah, we're back and, to our pay-per-view schedule. Yep, two weeks without it, but I think this was important to talk about because uh, with you know promotions coming up, promotions dying, with mm -hmm. you know control your narrative doing their own thing, I think with uh, promotions, there are a lot of them. There are. And you always There's, just need to pick and, and, and choose. We, yeah, there was an episode where we did talk about it. Ain't, it ain't a two-party right. system anymore, people. If you don't like what AEW and WWE are doing, there's NWA, there's Impact, there's, there's a bunch plenty of, other, of other things. Oh, God, yes. There are even local promotions that do really good stuff. Uh -huh. I think it's exciting. So uh, that's what we'll do next week. And I guess uh, if you did enjoy this video or your podcast, wherever you're listening or watching us from, remember to like, follow, subscribe, or anything like that become a patron we're restructuring it right now mm -hmm. so you might not be able to see anything but we're restructuring perks and we're gonna really kind of hammer that home as always be majestic